Hallelujah. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, I lift my hands to worship as I lift your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, I lift my hands to worship as I lift your holy name. You are great. You do miracles so great. Oh, there's no one else like you. There's no one else like you. For you are great. You do miracles so great. Oh, there's no one else like you. There's no one else like you. You are great, Jesus. You do miracles so great, yes. And there's no one else like you. There's no one else like you, yes. You are great. You do miracles so great, yes. Oh, there's no one else like you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's no. Oh, yes. There's no.
praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. You count all the stars and you call them by name. Hallelujah. You are our mighty God. Hallelujah. The mighty one of Israel. Hallelujah. You form the earth with your word, with the breath of your mouth. We praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are the one who governs the universe with a word. Hallelujah. We praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, by your word, I live. Oh, by your word, I live. Thank you, Jesus. Your word is all I need.
Father, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. Hallelujah. We ask you, Holy Spirit, that you will teach us at this hour. Be our teacher. Hallelujah. Be our teacher. Our blessed Holy Spirit, be our teacher. Hallelujah. We ask you, Lord, that you will pour out your spirit in our midst at this hour. Lord, thank you for each and every testimony that we heard, every prayer that we heard today, Lord, every testimony that came, Lord, as thanksgiving and as prayer to you this day, Lord Jesus, to the Father in heaven. We thank you, Lord, for every prayer of thanksgiving, Lord, that contained testimonies, Lord, today. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, I pray that you will continue to unveil the eyes of your people in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Reveal to us the treasure they are found within the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth oh father I pray oh lord remove father lord every hindrance lord that is there in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth unveil the eyes of our understanding at this hour in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth unclog every ear at this hour in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, oh Father, remove every form of spiritual dullness, Lord, wherever, in whichever area, Lord, no matter how small it may be, or how big it may be, oh Father, I pray, we don't want to have any form of spiritual dullness, so I pray, Spirit of the living God, oh, that you will break every fallow ground, whichever area, Lord, the fallow ground is, I ask you that you will break it, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and I ask for a breakthrough at this hour, in the name of Jesus, as your word, Lord, is sent forth. Oh, Father, through the Spirit of God, may the Spirit of God who carries the Word of God break every barrier in the name of Jesus. Break every fallow ground in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I pray, Father, that you will, oh, Father, Lord, do what you alone can do in our midst this evening, Lord. Do what you alone can do, oh, Father, in our midst, oh, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Break every chain in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we submit ourselves 100% to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. As a church, we submit ourselves 100% to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And I ask you, oh, Father, take control of this entire hour. Take control, Father, over every single person who is here. Take control over every single person's body, Lord, their emotions, their minds, oh, Father, their time with you right now at this hour. Take control in the name of Jesus. Let not the thief, the enemy, Lord, come and take what belongs to them at this hour. Let not the enemy... Come and devour the word of God that you have for them, O oh Father, this hour. Let not the enemy, Lord, touch the work of God. Oh, that is meant for them, O oh Father, at this hour in the name of Jesus. Every distraction, every pain, O oh Father, every discomfort, every, Lord, delusion. In the name of Jesus, I command you to depart from the people of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, Father, I ask for an alertness right now, spiritual alertness right now. In the name of Jesus, I ask for spiritual alertness right now. In the name of Jesus, and I speak spiritual alertness into every single person here. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Continue to purge our church, O Lord, with the fire of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Purge every believer in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, that each and every single person, Lord, may may be presented before you, Father. Lord, as a perfect offering, as a perfect sacrifice. I thank you, Lord. I praise you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. 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 Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. 
Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to turn our Bibles to Second Kings, chapter 20. Second Kings, chapter 20. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Second Kings chapter 20. And I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. I'm just switching the Second Kings chapter 20 from verse 1 onwards. And I'm going to read from, I just wanted to switch this. Translation here. Thank you, Jesus. To NIV. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember now. O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what was good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. I thank you, Lord, for your word that you've given to us at this hour. I pray may the Spirit of God take this Word of God, take it straight into our spirits, O Lord, at this hour. Whatever you want to speak to us, I ask you, Jesus, that you will freely, freely speak to us, O Lord. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Every word of yours is nourishing. Every warning that comes from you, Lord, is life-giving. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you. You're so faithful, Lord. You're so faithful, so we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Every word that you give to us is life-giving. So I pray that you'll impart your life into us. Impart your strength into us. Warn us, Lord, lest we go astray. I pray whatever you want to do in our lives, do in our lives at this hour, I pray. For your people, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Whatever you want to do this night, oh, Spirit of the living God, do a mighty work in the lives of your people. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, comfort us where we need comfort. I know, oh, Spirit of truth, our mighty, mighty deliverer, when you come, you comfort us, you strengthen us, you correct us, you reprove us, you encourage us. Oh, Father, you breathe your life into us. So I ask you at this hour, do what you alone can do for us in our midst. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Breathe your living breath upon your people at this hour. 
Breathe your living breath upon your people at this hour. Breathe your living breath upon your people at this hour. Breathe your living breath upon your people at this hour. Thank you, Father. Everything that is dry, everything that has become extinct, I pray, may it be revived by the breath of the Holy Spirit. May it receive its life right now in Jesus' name. Quicken every spirit, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Remove every discouragement, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Remove every hopelessness, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, Father, remove every spiritual blindness, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord. Let your word get into the spirits of your people and bring life where death is. Bring healing where sickness is. Oh, I ask you, Heavenly Father, that you'll do these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to read from Second Kings, chapter 20. I'm going to read from verse 1 again. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face towards, toward the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Praise be to God. The Spirit of the Lord has recorded this story, this real story that happened many, many years ago, so that we can learn something from this, learn what God wants us to learn. And tonight, God is speaking to us about a few important things that God wants to impart into our spirits. So when you look at this scripture, we see Hezekiah was a king and Hezekiah was sick and his sickness was not a sickness that people would usually have like a common cold, like a fever or, you know, anything that would, um, would be not fatal. Some kind of mild sickness, you know, that, oh, they'll bounce back. But this was something that was so, um, it was so serious that he was going to die. Hezekiah's sickness was unto death. If you look at Lazarus, Jesus said, oh, this is not unto death, but Lazarus died. But Jesus was talking about his sickness not being unto death because Jesus was going to raise him from the dead. But in Hezekiah's case, his sickness was unto death. That means nobody's going to raise him from the dead. He was very sick and he was going to die. We don't know what he had. Maybe it was cancer. We don't know. He was very sick. At that time, God is sending Isaiah the prophet. We know prophets can heal. Prophets can bring the word of God. When they release the word of God, whatever they say happens 100% of the time. And Isaiah comes there the prophet, and he is saying what God told him to tell him. He says, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. He's coming and giving God's word. He's saying, look, this is what God says. Set your house in order. That means whatever you have to settle in, whomever you have to give the responsibilities to, do all those things because you are going to die. You're not going to live. 
there is a very specific word from God that has been given to Hezekiah. Now, in Hezekiah's case, Hezekiah's sickness and the death that is coming was not as a result of Hezekiah's sin. When we look at certain warnings that God would give to the people through the prophets, when you look at Jonah to the people of Nineveh, when you look at Noah to the people during his lifetime, it was, do this and you will live. Judgment is coming. If you don't do this, if you don't repent, you're going to die. This is why you're going to die. If you don't change, if you don't turn from your wicked ways, you're going to die. But in Hezekiah's case, that was not the case. He was not sinning. His sickness was not because of his sin. His sickness was unto death, was, but it was not because of his sin. Now, someone comes and says, all sickness comes as a result of sin, it's wrong. It's not biblical. And if someone comes and says, God's people can never get sick, that is wrong also. So there are scriptures in the Bible where God allows certain things that happen in certain people's lives, lives, for certain people, that's the gateway where their life is over and they go from this life to the other. Hezekiah's case was as such. So, instead of Isaiah the prophet who had the power to heal through the Spirit of God, coming and healing Hezekiah there, he comes and he says something. It's not a rebuke. It's not something that Hezekiah and the people around him would say that, oh, no, this happened because of Hezekiah's choices, bad choices. No. But Isaiah was sent by God to Hezekiah to say what God wanted him to say concerning what was happening and what was about to happen. I want you to understand what the Spirit of God is speaking at this hour. When a prophet comes and gives a word, we must take it very, very seriously. If they are real prophets of God, we must take it because it's the word of God coming from their mouth at a given situation. If they say repent, it's very important to look at your life and see what I have to do and do it. If they said this is going to happen, it's important to take it and take it before God Almighty. That's what Hezekiah did. When the word of the Lord came through Isaiah, and by the way, the prophet's job is not a very easy job. It's not like they're very cold-hearted people. When God says, oh, you're going to die, they come and say, oh, you're going to die. And, you know, you know, just say it without any feelings or anything. No. Because they bear the spirit of God, because the anointing of God operates in them, they come with the Spirit of God carrying the message of God to give and they see how God sees. God is not seeing this as a negative thing. God is not seeing because Hezekiah lived well over here and Hezekiah's time was over and Hezekiah was going to go to an even far better place. But at that point, Hezekiah didn't have that vision. He did not understand the value of eternity. He had a good connection with God. He was a good man. He was walking in the ways of God. He was walking in all the commandments of God. But his focus was in this world. 
tied down to the things of this world. He did everything God's way. But when it came to going to heaven, his heart was not prepared to go to heaven when God called him to. So, he was not ready to go when I say not because of sin, but his heart was here. He wanted to stay here and not go there. If we only know how heaven is, we would just go right away. Hezekiah didn't have that. So Hezekiah, when he heard what Isaiah said, when Isaiah came and said, Isaiah was not a bad news bearer. Isaiah was a good news bearer. A prophet of God is a good news bearer. You know, even for those who commit sin, when a warning comes through the prophet of God, prophets of God are good news bearer because they're coming to warn someone to turn them from becoming evil, turn them from the judgment of God, turn them from the attack of Satan. So they come to give life. They come to show the way. They come to show the way of God. So Hezekiah here, he was sick. When he saw Isaiah coming, he would have thought, Isaiah, oh, thank God Isaiah is coming and I'm going to be healed. But what he thought did not happen. What he wanted, he did not hear. There are times when we may want something or we may think about something, but God may offer something. Always know that God's way is the best way, and his plans are always perfect. So Isaiah came, and he offered something that God told him to offer, which was, it's the grace of God that God had to send Isaiah to even let him know that this was going to happen. Prepare everything so you can set everything before you come. But Hezekiah didn't take it that way. All of a sudden he thought, oh no, that's it, I'm going to go and... He gave room to fear. So what happened? The perfect will of God that was there for Hezekiah, which was there, which came from God, through Isaiah the prophet to let him know. Hezekiah had a very clean record, did really, really good. Walked really good with God. And so, like how Enoch walked with God, and then he just walked and he went to be with God. There's a transition for Hezekiah because he's doing well and God is calling him home. Your time is over. But it's very rare for people to know when their time is over for them to even have the information that set everything and then go. For for them to get that, it's a big thing. But Hezekiah didn't see it that way. So what happens here when God spoke through Isaiah to Hezekiah? Thus says the Lord, set your house in order for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what was good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. So, what came from the Lord was not pleasing to Hezekiah. And Hezekiah goes and talks to God. He talks to God at the point. He cries out. He says, Lord, I've been so good. And why should this happen to me? Lord, remember what I did. And he cried and wept bitterly. God heard it. Now, you don't see God coming and telling Hezekiah, Hezekiah, this is my will and that's it, no more. No. There are times when you pray and when when God says something and you say, Lord, no, this is what I want. God will give you what you ask if you're walking with him. If you are righteous before him, God will give you what you ask. Doesn't mean that it's going to be bad. God will never give you anything bad. God gave Hezekiah his desire. But always remember, God's perfect will is the best for us. 
Anything else can be good, but the best is within the perfect will of God. So Hezekiah is asking God for something. He's saying, Lord, see how I lived. God never said, oh no, that's not how you lived. No, whatever he's saying is true before God. He was holy. He walked upright before God and he walked with a loyal heart and he was walking in truth and he did good in the sight of God Almighty. There's all in verse 3. And he's telling God, think about it, Lord. Just look at look at my life, Lord. See how I lived, how faithful I was. I didn't compromise anywhere. And look how much I poured out myself for you and how I turned the hearts of people towards you. And look, Lord, how all the things that I did for you. Hezekiah talks to God about it. Now, God didn't pull Hezekiah a few years into him doing things and saying, okay, that's enough. God is not unjust. God gave Hezekiah the glory and the honor, the kingdom, the riches, the wealth, the power, everything. Hezekiah experienced everything, enjoyed everything. Now, after God blessed him with everything, when the time was right, that's when God called him. God never calls anyone home prematurely. When everything was done and when he thoroughly experienced and enjoyed everything God gave, God said, it's time for you to go home. Come home where you can even live even more joyfully, experience even more. You can receive the reward for everything that you did on earth. But Hezekiah didn't see all of those things. May we never be short-sighted. God will do us no harm. Our God is perfect in His ways. Whatever God tells us, it is for our good. Whatever God brings to us and He offers us, it's the best. We need to know that. When it comes from the mouth of God, it is for our good and it is always the best. So, Hezekiah was a man after God's heart. And when God said, Hezekiah, your job is done. You've done everything well. Now I'm going to reward you. Come home. Hezekiah didn't want to go at that time because he didn't realize the riches of being there. As Apostle Paul says, I'd rather be there to be absent in the bodies, to be present with the Lord. I'd rather be there. But because me being here will benefit the people here. That's the only reason I'm here. See, Apostle Paul, his goal, his outlook was totally different than Hezekiah's. Hezekiah was a good man, a righteous man, but he didn't have this vision of eternity. He didn't have the vision. He didn't have what Apostle Paul had, in short. So when God called him home, when it was time for him to go, he didn't want to go. He said, Lord, look at all the things I did. And God answered his prayer. Know that. Anytime when you walk with God and when you're faithful to God, God will answer your prayers. He will give you what you ask. And whatever God gives will always be a blessing for you. It will not be a curse. God is not going to give you something bad. Or you asked, you know, it's not my will. You know, when I called you, you didn't want to come. So I'm going to give you something so you suffer with it. No. For God's people who are not complaining, not who, people who are not arguing, and people who are pouring out their heart. It's like Hannah praying, his guys praying to God. But he was asking for something else. Lord, you're giving me this. Give me something else. He's asking God for something else. God gave him a blessing. God sent Isaiah the prophet right away and God gave him a blessing. Now, the first one that God gave is the best one. The second one he is asking is also good. It's not bad. He's getting something good from God. 
but he was short-sighted. He could not see the best that God offered for him. Within the good that he got from God, he could have done better. Just because Hezekiah failed after some time, doesn't mean that God gave something bad. No, God gave him the extended time that God said he would give to him. And God gave it to him because Hezekiah was faithful to God. There's an encouragement for the people of God over here. If you're walking with God, Jesus said this, whatever you ask in my name, the Father will do it for you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. That means if you're obedient to me. And Hezekiah in the Old Testament was obedient to God, was pleasing to God, whatever he asked God gave, including extension of his life. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. If you walk with God and you do that which is pleasing to God, whatever you ask, God will give it to you. Whatever you ask, God will give it to you. But always know that his perfect will is the best place to be in. However, God is so kind. God is so generous. He changes his mind, so to speak, and he changes his plan, so to speak. When you cry and say, Lord, I don't want that. I want this. And say, Lord, please give me this. He gives it to you. And within that, he gives you the best. He never says, okay, get lost. Take this and go. No, our God is a good God. He's a good father. When he saw Hezekiah, he said, okay, Hezekiah, Hezekiah is not in a place where he can understand. He's not valuing going to heaven because he does not know. So God said, I'll add to you. 15 more years. I'll add to you, Hezekiah. I'm going to give you what you asked, Hezekiah. You were so good, Hezekiah. You walked with me, Hezekiah. You kept all the commandments of God, Hezekiah. I'm going to answer you, Hezekiah. And God answered him so speedily. An encouragement here for the people of God. If you walk with God, God will answer you speedily. This month of September and in this new season that we've entered into, God will answer you speedily. God will answer you speedily. God will answer you speedily. That which looks adverse or opposite to you in your life. When you turn to God and we say, Lord, answer me, Father. Turn this situation around. God will answer you speedily. God will answer you speedily. God will answer you speedily. He will come and turn things around. He will turn things around. Whatever was there to begin with, He will come and turn things around. God will answer you speedily. At the same time, I want to encourage you to pursue the perfect will of God, which is the best for you. The more you walk with God, the more you'll be like Apostle Paul. Being like Hezekiah is good, but being like Apostle Paul is even better. So I encourage you through the Spirit of God to climb up, to keep going higher, to becoming what God wants you to be according to the desire of the Spirit of God for you. God's desire for you is to grow and become like Jesus. And that's how Apostle Paul became. He said, I'm an imitator of Christ. He was able to say, we want to become imitators of Christ. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. So it happened. Let's go to verse four. And it happened before Isaiah had gone out into the middle court. The word of the Lord came to him saying, return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. I want to emphasize the word, my people, as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. We saw yesterday that God moves people that are not even His in order to accomplish what needs to be accomplished for His people. 
When we are his people, his eyes are on us all the time. When we belong to him, his ears are open to us all the time. He wants to do good for his people. He says, Hezekiah, you've been a good leader for my people. You have done good for my people. And look what I'm going to do for you. And he sends Isaiah right back. Isaiah is a prophet of God. He's sending Isaiah right back. Before Isaiah could even go out, God told Isaiah, turn around, right, Isaiah, go right back and give him. God answered Hezekiah speedily. God will answer you speedily. Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father. I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. And I will add to your days 15 years. And I will deliver you and the city from the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend the city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant, David. What happens here? This is very typical of God. When you go and ask God for something, he'll give not only what you ask for, but he'll give you more than you asked. So that's how good our God is. So when Hezekiah went to God, he said, God, give me life. Lord, I want to live. You know what God did? He not only gave Hezekiah 15 more years, but God also gave him victory over his enemies. That's how good God is. God didn't say, well, you're not coming there, so I'm not going to do it. Just stay. Now, when you stay, you're going to feel how miserable it is. You yourself will want to come there. No, God is not like that. Our God is a good God. He said, okay. He trusted Hezekiah to continue to do the will of God for the next 15 years. God is trusting you anytime. God gives anything into your hands. He trusts you to continuing to do the will of God. God trusts you to continue to do the will of God. That's why when he gives something into your hands, he's trusting you. When you get a promotion, understand, he is trusting you. When he expands your work, the work of your hands, and he's giving you more, he's trusting you. He's blessing you with more, he's trusting you. He's making you famous, he is trusting you. He's trusting you to do that which is right before him and to be a blessed thing for his kingdom. And because he cares for you. He's trusting you and he cares for you. God cared about Hezekiah. When Hezekiah cried, God told Isaiah, go tell him, I saw your tears, Hezekiah. God is speaking to you this hour. Every time you cry, every time you talk to God, even secretly, Hezekiah, he turned towards the wall and he cried. God heard him and he answered him. In your private space, wherever you are, when you cry out to God and say, Lord, help me, Lord, heal me, Lord, answer me. God is faithful to answer you, to heal you, to deliver you from your predicament. God is speaking to you at this hour. Whatever your situation is, when you cry out to God, he will answer you speedily. He will hear you. He sees your tears. He hears your cries. God is alive. He is so near to the broken hearted. Hezekiah didn't get upset. He didn't say, well, I did all these good things and what's the point? He didn't speak like that. He turned to God with a broken heart and he cried. Anytime we turn to God with a broken heart and we cry, God will hear us. Our prayer should be prayers of humility, prayers of brokenness before God. God will answer us speedily. Now, 
Hezekiah cried out and God heard him. And he didn't send Isaiah to just tell him, well, I've added 15 years. Bye and go. He's talking to him. God is talking to Hezekiah through Isaiah the prophet saying that, I've heard you, Hezekiah. I saw your tears, Hezekiah. And I'm answering you, Hezekiah. You know how emotional, how emotionally involved God is? God is so emotionally involved in your life and in my life. He's not someone who's some far away person and sitting somewhere with a big scepter and ruling, even though he has a big scepter and he's the king of everything. He loves us very deeply. He's so emotionally involved in our lives. When we cry, his heart is moved. When we are sad, his heart is moved. It's important to cry to him at his feet. So our tears won't go to waste. Hezekiah turned towards the wall and he cried. He just prayed. He said, Lord, have mercy. And he poured out his heart at that time in a brokenness. God, have mercy. God heard him because Hezekiah was walking with God. God heard him and answered him speedily because he cared for Hezekiah. He loved him. He said, oh, Hezekiah, this is what you want. I'll give you Hezekiah in any time. You know, if you have children and your child wanted something, and even if you're not able to buy, when your child is really a child that listens and the child is asking for something, you will somehow think, somehow I need to get this for my child. You have the desire. And you won't just get anything and everything. You want to get the best for your child. God is even more than that. His heart is for you. God's heart is for you. God's heart is for me. And when we walk with God, when we follow Him faithfully, He hears us all the time. And He sees us all the time. And He says, my heart is moved with compassion for you. And I will answer you speedily. The answer comes just like that. Hezekiah prayed and the answer came through Isaiah. God told Isaiah, Isaiah, my plan has changed. Go back and tell Hezekiah. You know what a big thing it is for the king of the universe to change his plan? I want to encourage you in this. If you walk with God, you will have power with the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That's how Hezekiah was. He walked with God and when he prayed, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, he changed the plans that he had for Hezekiah. You know, anytime we, a person comes into this world, their date is set. Birthday and the time frame on earth has been set already. How many heartbeats should be there? How many breaths should be there? All those things are calculated. How many days and moments are all there? The Bible says when a person is wicked, he shortens his life. So, he can have maybe 80 years. But if somebody is really wicked, the life has been cut short. Prematurely, they die. And if a person is walking with God, God extends also the lives of God's people. He can extend beyond when they're walking. Right with God, he'll say, they can really serve God even more. They can be of use. They're not going to you know, destroy others. People who destroy others, God cuts their life short. But people who are Walking with God, God extends their lives also. And there are other cases where the assignment on earth, just like John the Baptist and Jesus Christ, they have a specific job and assignment, and once the assignment is over, they are called home. So, their lives were 
short, but it was very powerful. Doesn't mean that because it was short that their life was cut short and it was premature. No. It's very important for us to look at the lives and look at the end. The Bible says, mark the end of a perfect man. His end is peace. It's very important. The end of a person will actually show how they lived. The Bible says, look at the end of a perfect person. His end is peace. So regardless of how long or how short, the end really is important, whether it's of peace or not. So, Hezekiah was a man of God who was called by God to go after a certain time, after he finished everything, after he really lived his life well. But Hezekiah, at the point he's saying, at the point he's saying, Lord, I really did well. He saw exiting here as if it was a punishment or something. He's saying, I lived well. Why should I, why should this happen to me? Why should I get sick and die like this? Lord, remember me. Heal me, Lord. I want to live. And God said, yes, I will do that for you. I will do that for you. So the plan that God had for Hezekiah was accomplished. Even though it was accomplished, when Hezekiah prayed to God, God actually changed his plan. That means there was a modification to the plan of God that took place over there, where he added 15 more years, and he and God put a new plan for Hezekiah there. 15 more years, and when God gives 15 more years, he doesn't say, oh, 15 more years, and it's a blank page. No. God's blueprint for 15 more years came instantly for Hezekiah, and he told Isaiah, go and tell Hezekiah. 15 more years have been, you know, it has been added to your life. The plan of God changed. When we walk with God, when we live with God, what we ask God, God will give to us. God's people have power with God. Where, when God wants to do something, God will come and He will reveal that. And we say, Lord, can you change this? Can you do this? God will do it for God's people. Now, I always encourage people, and I encourage God's people now through the Spirit of God, to go with God's perfect plan. Unless God says, unless God gives you an option, do you want A or B? At that time, we can choose. If the Lord says, I'm giving you A, at that time, asking for B is forfeiting the best for something good. So going with God's perfect plan is the best thing. However, we need to know that those who are really walking with God have such kind of a, uh, such an, such an impact where they can move the heart of God. Let me tell you this, as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to hear before we finish for tonight. This is very important. Hezekiah's prayer was a prayer of faith. Write this down, it's very important. Because Hezekiah knew that God sees and God hears, he actually talked with God as if he would talk with a human being who was in front of him. If you see a human being and you cry and you cry for mercy, that's all. He actually talked and he cried before God because he believed that God is right there. Even though he was facing the wall, he knew God is right there and he's hearing him. This is the God who hears Let me tell you, it was the same faith that made him live right because he believed that whatever he does, his God is watching. Because he had faith, he walked uprightly before God. 
because he had faith, he turned towards God and he said, Lord, look at my past, Lord. Look how I live, Lord. He's talking as if he's talking to a human being. Even though he's talking with great reverence, the point is he had faith that God is alive and he's watching and he's talking to him. With the eyes of faith, God is in front of me saying, Lord, see my life, Lord. Look all the things I did, Lord. Lord, extend my life, Lord. Heal me, Lord. God heard him. God answered him speedily. God answered Hezekiah speedily. When you have faith in God, when you have faith in God, and we come to God and say, Lord, this is what I'm looking for. Lord, answer me. God will answer you speedily in this month of September. And in the season, new season, it's soft. September, October, October, December, going into the new year. God will answer you speedily. Every good thing that needs to come to you, God will bring it to you. God will bring it to you. God will add things to you. Just like God added 15 more years to Hezekiah's life. God will add things that were not even part of his plan. God will add things to you. Whatever was going to be taken away from you, God will stop that and God will add what God is going to add himself. Those are good things God will add. Look to stay in the perfect will of God. Walk with God with an upright heart and see what God will do for you. God will answer you speedily. God will answer you speedily according to the integrity of his heart. God will answer you speedily. When you walk with God and you go to God and you ask him, God will hear you and he'll answer you speedily. Those who are upright in their hearts will have power with God. Jacob had faith in God. As he was wrestling, he had faith that if I don't let go of him, and if I'm adamant in asking God to bless me, he will bless me. That's how he had power with God, faith. So in short, when we look at Hezekiah's life here, with what God has spoken to us today, faith plays a key role in a person's holiness. Faith plays a key role in a person's walk with God. Faith in what? Faith in God Almighty. Faith in the faithfulness of God Almighty. Faith in the power of God Almighty. When we have faith in God, we will be faithful to Him. To whatever extent God has revealed Himself to you, it's important for you to hold on to that and be faithful in that faith of Hezekiah. Because he had faith in God, he was faithful to God. Because he was faithful to God, he was able to tell God that he was faithful to God. And he was able to ask God for an extension of his life. God, speak to our hearts at this hour and speak to you of the importance of having faith in God and doing what God has called you to do. When you do what God has called you to do, When you call on him, he will answer you speedily. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Steps unseen before me. Hidden dangers near, but nearer still my Savior, whispering be of cheer.
Hallelujah. No matter what happens, God is nearer to us than the enemy. No matter what happens, God works all things together for our good and for His glory. The additions that are coming are good additions. The deletions that are coming are deletions that need to take place. Things that are unnecessary in our lives. Hallelujah. And God is going to do that in this month and in this new season. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ask God for what you want. And God will answer you speedily. This is the season of answered prayers. To those who would heed to the voice of the Holy Spirit. If you give ear to God, He will give ear to you. If you listen to God and if you obey Him, He will listen to you and He will answer you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for speaking to the hearts of your people. You're so faithful. You're so true. There are some very key principles that you have spoken to your people today, I pray. Let no one get lost in any side issue, Lord, I pray. May they be immersed in the word of God that you have given to them today. Help them, Lord, to value the presence of God more than anything. Help your people, Lord, to be girded with the truth. Help your people, Lord, to embrace the truth. You want us to be happy. You want us to be healthy. You want us, Lord, to live with every good thing that you have for us so that we may fulfill your good pleasure. You care about us, Father. I pray may your people understand the principles of God and understand the purpose with which you have created them in this world so they can fulfill the call of God that you have for them, O oh God. As Hezekiah understood the purpose of his creation and he fulfilled the call of God by doing the will of God. May each and every person here, Lord, understand the purpose of God for their lives and do the will of God, Father that each one can have the boldness with humility to say, Lord, I did everything you told me to. Lord, see my life, see how I lived for you. So bless your people, Lord, as your servants standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. I bless your people at this hour. With this blessing that you've released, O God, so that they may walk in truth. They may walk in the truth. That they may walk in the truth. That nothing may move them, God. Let nothing move them, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That they may have the confidence, Father, that they can go to you for everything. They can talk to you about everything. That they can ask you for anything, O Lord. Fill them with that courage and humility and faith at this hour. And I thank you for being such a good God. Our God who answers 
us speedily. We thank you for the God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all, now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen.